Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about motivation, specifically goals and mindset. And today's show is all about why people fail to achieve impressive physiques or the skills that they're chasing. Stick around, we're going to get you going. Good morning, everybody. Super psyched for this series. This is very important. We decided to bump it forward in December so people have time to prepare for the new year. Uh, As Rad said, we're going to go deep on motivation, mindset, goal setting, everything involved. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Yanni Bormeister. As I mentioned, across the table is my brother Rad Bormeister, and behind the mixer is the voice of God, Richard Lellies. We are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Big shout out to everyone listening on the podcast. Big welcome to everybody watching the replay on YouTube. If you haven't already, smash that like button, support the channel. Leave a comment about what your feelings are as to why people fail to achieve their movement goals, their physique goals, whatever that is. Now, I want to give an extra special warm welcome to everyone joining us on the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. If you haven't already and you're on the podcast or YouTube channel, get yourself over and subscribe to that page. You can join us for a chat. And remember, guys, if you are joining live, let us know who you are and where you're tuning in from. I want to ask the question of the day before we get started, which is, why do you think most commonly people fail to achieve their goals in life in general? It doesn't have to be specific to movement or physique. Course, that's what we're talking about today but the reasons why people fail uh, across the board are usually pretty much the same and we're going to go deep on that this week how are you rad yeah i'm pretty good i'm pretty good today it's a weird feeling again in i mean look in the world right now the world is is in a far worse place than we are in australia with the coronavirus uh, but we are on the verge of another lockdown and we're just discussing uh, how we're going to deal with it. So that's quite surreal, to be honest, <laughs> if you want to ask me how I am. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm really good and uh, I'm feeling great. You know, if we want to talk about motivation, um, for me, I have actually, <coughs> I've now haven't had a drop of alcohol for, um, oh, about two months now. And I did that because the last two years i've made a really solid effort to curb my drinking habit and i've got to be very very clear about this first i'm a fitness professional i'm not somebody that has a bad drinking habit by most people's standards at all Um, but i do have enjoyed a drink on the weekends and i want to change that narrative and for the last two years i haven't had a drink from the first of january until may may is when i have my birthday my wedding anniversary my wife has her birthday so we end up just having a, a couple of drinks there and and this year and last year that bled into another five months of just having drinks on the weekend and so this year i said i want to change the narrative and instead of starting on january the first i'm just going to stop drinking and i'm going to go through the whole of christmas and new year's and the silly season without having any alcohol because that is where anybody that's ever tried stopping a vice like alcohol that's where you come undone right you come undone in those times when there's a a really good reason to do it you know and i don't want that to be the narrative of my life anymore i want to be completely in control of of when i have something like um, alcohol so i'm feeling really really good because i'm looking around at everybody else and people are talking about how um i really want to try and not drink too much over christmas and i'm just laughing i'm like man i'm just totally empowered because when you get past that if you want to if you want to try and stop drinking you know, get past 30 days and it is so easy. Yeah. Like I remember in the first two weeks and I tried to get through the first two weeks for five months this year. And every time I went out 
and I was looking around at everybody, I'd spend an hour, I'd be in conversation, but in my mind, I'm going through this constant battle of, oh, I'll just have one drink, just one, and then I'd have just one, and then I'd go home feeling so shit about myself that I broke my promise to myself. But when you get past that first 30 days, it was totally different. Like we just went away on holidays and everybody was drinking beers at lunchtime and I, there was no desire at all. Like the desire is gone after that first 30 days. So um, yeah, I'm really good. That was a long winded answer to your question, but <laughs> I just thought I'd let everybody it's right. know. Well, it's in alignment with what yeah, we're talking about, right? right? You Because know, a lot of people are looking for a way to, to create motivation. And when we talk about today's topic why do people fail to achieve impressive physiques i would say without a doubt that alcohol consumption would be at the, at the top of the list yeah absolutely, um, absolutely. Not, not only does alcohol itself stop you from uh burning fat as well because for, for many many reasons one of the reasons is because it's a it's a macronutrient itself which means it provides calories to the body that the body uses as fuel but because the body recognizes it as, as a toxin it it puts on hold burn using fat as a fuel um or carbohydrate or protein and it burns the alcohol first which means that any other calories that you consume it doesn't use as a fuel and it has to store it and guess where it gets stored. So that's one reason. Uh, and then the other reason, well, one of the other really good reasons is that when you drink, you make shit choices around food and you end up well, eating in, shit in food. Head inhibits, Very, it yeah. inhibits the, the part of the brain that actually where, where fucks are given. And I'm going to use that word because it's the best way to describe it. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. The, and, that, and that's a scientific term. There's a part of the brain that's called the, the, the where fucks are given yeah. part of the brain <laughs> and alcohol just smashes it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it just it just absolutely inhibits it from, and that's why we do we make choices that we regret later. You know, yeah, yeah. but but one of the other things is that the cal the calorie consumption from alcohol doesn't trigger uh, leptin and ghrelin, so you don't feel satisfied as though you had a meal, although you've mm. consumed in some cases a, a thousand calories. Yeah. You know, m as as many calories in like a triple Big Mac m meal. You know, yeah. like it's it's just ridiculous. If we think about our careers of being personal trainers, which is almost 20 years each now, uh, this is the just, 17th Just very quickly, year. this whole podcast is not going to be about smashing alcohol it's not, consumption. It's not, but it, <laughs> but it is about why people... It is about, well, we are and we aren't, because it is about why people fail to achieve impressive physiques. And my last take impressive on this... Impressive movement goals. Yep, said yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But my, yeah, even, even movement goals. My last take on this is in 17 years of being a personal trainer, I've never seen anybody create such a, an amazing transformation in their physique or their movement skill uh, without cutting alcohol out. Mm. That is that is something that you can tell people to do so many different things and they'll get a mediocre result. Get people to literally go cold turkey on drinking alcohol and watch them lose 20 kilos of fat in the next two or three and months. And also level up everything else. Everything, man. Like, harder, seriously, uh, you know, yep. uh, and unfortunately it's probably the hardest thing for people to do because it is our coping mechanism, you know, and you don't even need to be a, a, a bona fide alcoholic um, for this. It's just the coping mechanism, you know, whether it's a glass of wine at the end of the day over dinner and that's all you ever consume or it's getting to the weekend and having six beers with your mates mm. uh, to wind down from the week, whatever it is. For most people, at least in in our influence, in our circle, it, it is the coping mechanism for stress, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on. How's Richie today? I'm good, guys. I Richie's just found out that he can't take his vacation back home to uh, Adelaide because they've shut the borders. So you must be feeling a little bit vulnerable today. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard. You know, I was I haven't seen my family all year, and I was really looking forward to seeing my niece in Adelaide. Um, so to get that news yesterday was pretty uh, pretty sad. 
But uh, there's always, you know, other times, I guess. It's not the end of the world. I just got to move on. Just got to get through this, yeah. uh, I've through got this a, horrid period. I've got a little Sydney cider joke for the coronavirus at the moment. If you're not from Sydney right now, the outbreak is happening in the northern beaches. The northern beaches of Sydney are one of the most sought after places to live in the world. And it's where when you're a Sydney cider on the weekend, you go to the northern beaches to go to the beach. That's where you go. And so there was a meme this morning where somebody had said, breaking news, the entire Northern Beaches has gone into lockdown, leaving thousands of local residences' plans unchanged for the, <laughs> for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, uh, there's arguably, and the people from the Southern Beaches would hate hearing this, but there's, it's arguably some of the nicest beaches in the world. Yep. And, and that's legit. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the Southern beaches, beaches of Sydney are probably the same. but <laughs> Well, there's, yeah. there, we've got some great beaches here, but the Northern Beaches, you just got this area of, it's, they yeah. call it God's country up there, and yeah. it really is. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. If anybody wants, the I was born wants up there. to know. I was born in Newport. Yanni was born in Newport. Google, yeah. Google, if you're overseas, Google Palm Beach and have a look at that that's where they mm. film home and away um which if you're from the uk you probably know very well but if yeah. you're from anywhere else in the world <laughs> it's no where idea. chris well it's where chris hemsworth started chris yeah. hemsworth uh one a lot of, of our, a lot of people one of Carly our great Minogue, australian exports Kylie Minogue, danny Minogue. again probably don't know who they are if you're not from the <laughs> uk <laughs> what's her name margot robbie margot robbie, margot robbie started. it's like the yeah. launching it's like the launch pad for a lot of um australian, australian actors. um yeah. actors yeah yeah absolutely yeah anyway, anyway motivation yeah. motivation <laughs> let's get back <laughs> on it well, look hey you know the funny thing is that uh, as as horrible as this sounds people from the northern beaches probably aren't as worried as any everyone else from having the border shut to people being able to travel there they'll get their beaches back um yeah there's a joke in we something. are going to send love and prayers to everyone up there though that are dealing with the virus and uh i should just and, raise and this big bridge and leave yeah. it up and that'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get on topic my god uh so look today we want to introduce uh what we believe to be the biggest roadblock to people achieving uh their, their movement goals. We also say physique goals and we just couldn't fit it in because the, the keyword would have become too long tail. Uh, and so we've, we've named the show why people fail to achieve their movement goals, but it will also be physique goals. And we believe physique goals are extremely important and come before movement goals. And the reason is because to achieve most calisthenics, you need to have an efficient physique. You need to have a physique of low body composition and high muscle density, high muscle mass, um, and so uh, that, uh, that sort of falls in, in alignment. Um, but before any of that, before unlocking impressive movement skills, before unlocking an impressive physique, guess what you have to have in check? You have to have achieved or built a daily habit of healthy exercise. And we say healthy exercise because it must be done in balance, strength, flexibility, and fitness. And you also must have built a habit of nourishment. You, you, you fuel your body and you nourish your body. And, there, and that's where things like, you know, um, um, moderating alcohol consumption and eating the right foods and getting enough daily dietary protein to furnish how much exercise your body is um, exposed to. And then above and beyond that or before both of those things you have to have created a burning desire around your goals and you have to have created goals that are reverse engineered so that you have a plan of attack we call it a fitness strategy and that comes first and this is the reason why we believe most people fail to achieve their movement goals and their physique goals because they aim for movement and physique first they aim for the 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 um 
what do you call it, the summit, the, 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 the peak of the mountain, the hardest part to climb as the first stepping stone, which is completely the wrong thing to do. And it's not by design, it's, it's, it's because the fitness industry does that and the fitness industry has always done that. And it, it, you know, we, we market that people should be aiming for you know, uh, weight loss and this and that and, and, uh, and, and getting a, a great bench press and a great squat. But it's exactly like the Ferrari, right? You know, the Ferrari drives past or you see the ads or you see it on, you know, you see James Bond driving the Aston Martin or you see whatever and everybody focuses on driving the sports car. And that's why so few people own a sports car because that's not how you get a sports car. Yep. If, you f if you have that as a goal and you think, wow, I'd love that, but then you focus on generating wealth, you focus on what you can do every day, every week, every month to generate and create a vehicle for wealth. And then once you have wealth, you focus on how can I invest that wealth to turn it into more wealth. Yeah. And then one day you go, wow, I can afford a sports car. Let's go and get one. So it's, it, it's the same kind of thing, right? It's this idea of, of focusing on, you know, we look at the people that have achieved the greatest physique out there and we think, I want that, I want that, I want that. And you don't focus on the things that you need to focus on yeah. to get there. And that's what we're trying to get people to understand here. Yeah, absolutely. And what does that look like? Well, Let's unpack that. Well, we, so we, we've created, um, this, is, this is a proprietary limited. If you use this anywhere else, we can <laughs> sue you because we created it ourselves. Um, that's only half true. The, the half part of it is that we, can, uh, we, we created it ourselves. But yeah, feel free to use it anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, it's called the Health Hierarchy of Needs and it comes from Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And uh, if you haven't heard of Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, it's this... Um, it's this idea that um, uh, Maslow, uh, however long ago it was, it was in the last century, uh, he identified the, um, the seven steps to, um, you know, spiritual enlightenment. And, you know, it comes back to this caveman time of, of uh, first you needed, you needed to take care of um, uh, safety first. You needed to make sure that you, were, that you were safe and you weren't going to get eaten by a lion or a tiger. Then you needed to make sure that you had food uh, you could survive and then you needed to make sure that you had shelter and then so on and so forth. Um, and the idea is that you have, to, you have to address these things in order. You know, if you're not safe, if there's an immediate threat to your life, you can't hunt for food, right? So it makes sense. Yep. It, it's very practical. If you think about it, people say, oh, no, maybe you could change the uh, order of things. Well, if there was a saber-toothed tiger chasing you, you're not really going to be able to focus on eating food yet, can you? At the same time, if you've got an empty stomach or you haven't had any water for two days, you're not really going to be thinking about shelter yet. You're going to be thinking about getting some food in your belly and some, and some water so that you can live. And once those two things are taken care of, you're probably not going to start looking for another mate until you've got a roof over your head and you're protected. You know, it's, that's the idea. Yep. So the health hierarchy is the same thing. Yanni and I and Richard have identified the five stages to health. Uh, oh, actually to movement mastery. At the top of the health hierarchy is movement mastery, which is what we aim for, not what everybody aims for, but what we aim for. Um, and below that is physique, uh, you know, getting, getting this great uh, athletic physique. But what we've identified is that where people are going wrong is, if we, if we remove movement mastery from, from this talk, is physique is where everybody focuses on. So people decide one day, I'm gonna go to the gym. And why am I going to the gym? Because I want a great physique. And what they don't identify is the three steps before that. So in order, we have motivation first, then we have daily habit of movement, and then we have nutrition. 
And the idea being that if you don't get nutrition right before physique, you'll never get a great physique. If you don't get daily movement, meaning you're exercising daily, moving daily, you won't get a great physique. But before both of those things, if you're not clear on your motivation on why you're doing this, like what I am now with drinking, like my reasons for not drinking, to become really clear on that, you will fail. Yeah. You will fail. And so in order, if we, if we say it, it goes motivation first, movement second, daily movement, nutrition third, then physique fourth and then physique optimization yeah and then movement mastery um being last yeah and um and we've learned we have learned this through training thousands of clients over almost two decades yanni and i almost a decade for richard that if you don't get this stuff right uh you will not achieve the transformation that you want and we've learned this through really really identifying what was it? What is it within us? What is it within Yanni? This is where it really came from. We, we were sitting down one day saying, why do the three of us get so much better results than everybody else? And not what? just the three, but it goes beyond like our, any of our friends who are in the fitness space who have achieved amazing results in, in what they're doing, whether it's in CrossFit, powerlifting, sport. And not even, you know. ama- not even amazing results necessarily, but sustainable results, yeah. results that last. Like we were looking at ourselves going, you know, we've been doing this now for a long time and we're never fat. Yeah. We, we never lose the way that our, our healthy physique, but we don't always train really, really hard. We have times when our training falls off the way. And what we identified is that we have ticked off these first three steps already by default, and we didn't realize that we were doing it. The first one for us was motivation. We became, the three of us became very, and anybody that's achieved a great physique develops a high level of motivation, and that can be for many reasons. There there are many reasons why people become motivated to achieve a a great. But when you drill down on it, it's (coughs) always intrinsically attached or aligned with human psychology. Yeah. It's something about, you know, the herd mentality, the, the, the legacy, um, yep. theory you know yep. what are you doing what are you what legacy are you creating for yourself and your mm-hmm. family and your friends you know what are you and 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 that's why it needs to you need to go deeper than the superficial the obvious oh, I just want to lose a bit so I fit into my swimsuit again or I just want to uh, you know it, it, it you need to really really drill down and yep. and and it becomes your why you yep. know your and, and and there's a saying if your why doesn't make you cr- cry or evoke some really deep emotion then it's probably not your why you need to go deeper than that you know when you when you speak to anybody that's achieved greatness that anybody when you have a conversation with those people and it doesn't matter if it's somebody like Richard Branson who's a business you know pioneer entrepreneur somebody yeah. like elon musk who's also a, who's a business pioneer but also a visionary you know for the f- i mean richard branson's a visionary as well yep. um or somebody like us who are high achievers physically but also within our business it doesn't matter who you speak to who's a high achiever a musician you know a, a highly achieved musician they always have a very, very strong reason as to why they're doing it. It's never wishy-washy. Nobody ever goes to that level of greatness when you ask them, why do you do this? And they go, oh, I don't know. It's, I, you know it just makes me feel good, you know? Like, I guess I just enjoy it. It's a very, very strong reason as yep. to why these people do it. This is why people like Richard Branson and stuff have got autobiographies written because they've got such a strong reason that they can write books about themselves yep. or in Richard Branson's case, multiple books, you know? Yep. And I want to just, I want to now uh, really, really let you guys understand why, because people often have a little bit of trouble uh, grasping the concept of why motivation, why hacking motivation and, f- and figuring out, 
your goals and your strategy and all that sort of thing come before just getting it done, just exercising and, and eating eating right. You know, if we if we make it really simple. And the reality is, is that you're bombarded with distractions and reasons not to follow through with your goals on a daily basis. There is constantly reasons why. Christmas parties, and then this, and then the next thing, and then whatever it is. And it, the, the, you're gonna be pulled in a million different directions. And so no matter how good you think the gym is that you're gonna train at, the program you're gonna do, the dietitian that you're working with, or nutritionist that you've made friends with who's given you the ultimate diet, no matter how good your exercise program is, no matter how much you spend on your sneakers and your, your, your smart watch and devices that are gonna keep you motivated so you can listen to music when you run, no matter what you invest in your exercise routine or diet, if you don't find your burning desire, your why, why are you getting started, there, you, you are going to stumble. You're going to come up with an excuse on the times that it's important. And here's the thing. Anyone and everyone can exercise when they feel like it. The reality is, is that 80% of the time you're not going to feel like it. And if you only trained on the days that you felt like training, you'd be a fat, overweight, unhealthy person. I would be. Everyone mm -hmm. would be. No one feels like exercising every day, you know? But the reality is that you've got to exercise more than you don't exercise to get a result. You have to exercise more than you don't exercise. You have to eat right twice as much as you eat badly to, to maintain a healthy physique and a healthy body. Probably more so, you mm -hmm. know? People talk about the 80-20 rule. I think it's more like 90-10. If you're not eating perfectly 90% of the time, you're not going to have a desirable physique. You're not gonna have a really healthy, high-functioning body. Things start to break down. And the worst part is, for most people, it doesn't happen quick enough for them to notice. It happens so slowly and so gradually that it creeps up on you, and all of a sudden, you're, you're gaining more weight than you're burning, you know? And over a couple of years, you become overweight. And, and your body and your mind has time to process and adjust to it just enough that you don't do anything, that it doesn't set the alarm bells, that it doesn't trigger an, an emergency response until one day you wake up and stand on the scales and you're 15 kilos heavier than you were when you actually cared, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my God. And then it feels so far from your ability to save that you just project, you, you keep going down that path and it becomes a really slippery slope. And so you need, to, you need to get on top of it before any of that happens, and that's not easy to do because you gotta make a decision before there seems to be a problem. You gotta take action before there's, there's a, enough motivation to take action. And how do you do that? You pre-prime yourself, you pre-motivate yourself. You create a burning desire. You create a set of goals that are so important to you that nothing else is more important. Nothing else in your life is more important. And, and then you associate a deep, <coughs> deeply rooted emotional response or trigger to that that, you know, uh, makes it really, really difficult to ignore on the days when you feel like, oh, I just want to sleep in. Oh, it's raining outside. I don't want to go for that run this morning. I'm going to get wet. Or, you know, I bought these new sneakers and I don't want to get them all wet and muddy. None of that matters if you've got a burning desire associated with the goal that requires you to go for that run, yep. you know. Yeah. And, and, and that is the very first step. And then, and then to make it really, really effective, you need to then go, okay, so what are my goals? We call it a big, hairy, audacious 12-month goal. What do I want to achieve in 12 months? And then you need to reverse engineer that. You need to reverse engineer that goal so that it is 
obvious, there's tangible stepping stones that you can tick off along the way and you know that you're progressing in the right direction. Well, we're, we're going to talk about that more later this week. Um, to, on on to, Wednesday, to yeah, be exact. But so to, to, to really just to stay on topic like what you wanted to do today and really just pre-frame what it is that we're trying to talk about, I think, I think what's really important for people to understand and to get out of this show, this is my final thought before we um, end today, is that if you're not doing this, if you're not doing what Yanni just said, if you're not like this right now, if you're listening to this podcast this week, it's the 21st of December in Australia today. This is the time to be reflecting on this year and thinking about what you've achieved and then thinking about what you want to achieve for next year. And if you don't at least start this process, then you're living your life reactively. You're not living your life by creating a plan and then following it. And when you do this stuff and when if you go through this whole week of motivation training with us, you will come out having the tools to understand how you can literally plan for your success. And you know, there's this sailing, <coughs> saying failing to plan, uh, planning, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. And it really is. And it starts with, you know, this idea of being clear on what it is that you want. If you haven't even done that step yet, you, I mean, you really are planning to fail. So get some motivation around your health and fitness. Think, challenge yourself, maybe for the first time, to, to spend some time thinking about why am I doing this? What is my reason for doing this? And only once you become clear on that, can we then start looking at the things that are really preventing you from getting there? Because I think another really good take home that I remember Sean Greeley told me this one. Uh, actually, he told us all when we were doing one of our workshops with him. Um, you know, he said one of the biggest uh, things about success is that it's not about what you're willing to do to get there. It's about what you're willing to give up yeah. to get there. And that really resonated with me. I really thought about that because doing is actually not so hard. It's not that hard to get off your ass and do something that you haven't done. But it is very hard to give up the things that are preventing you from getting to where you want to go. And that will be, I would argue, impossible if you're not clear on why you're doing it. Yeah. Because only when you're clear on why you're doing it, like for me with alcohol, um, I, am a, I have a very addictive personality. It is very, very hard for me to give up things that are addictions. And even though I'm not an alcoholic by anyone's standards at all, when I tell people how much I drink compared to the average person, it's, it's nothing. But I would say that I was addicted to alcohol because it was something that I had to do every week. I would, I, yeah. Even though I didn't want to do it, I still did it every weekend. I still had a few drinks. Now, it was only because I, I am so, so clear on what my goals are around our business and physically that I was able to identify over the last couple of years that I could not perform even close to the level that I wanted to when alcohol was a part of my life. Yep. So you have to do this, guys. This is the time to do it. Get clear on, at least tonight before tomorrow's show, get clear on what your motivation is. Why are you doing this? Why are you listening to these shows? Yeah. Why are you going to the gym? Why are you doing these at-home workouts? What's the goal? What's the big well, the look, end we're picture? Gonna, you don't have to get you get, you don't have to get this right immediately. And quite frankly, I, I, I think you need to go through this sort of content a few times before you really do get it right and you start to drill down and understand the importance of every step along the way. Uh, this week, we are going to go really deep in unpacking this. Tomorrow, we're going to cover the, the discussion that is probably the most difficult for people to get through, which is 
the, 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 you know, why you actually may need to completely overhaul and update your thinking process, your thought process around this and how you respond to it. We're going to talk about identifying ego traits and how your thoughts, behaviors and actions are going to really be affected uh, and affect the, the outcome, whether you achieve your goals. And we're going to tackle psychology tomorrow. And it's a big, it's a really big, like quite frankly, we could have an entire week series on tomorrow's show. So we're going to be smashing through some of these topics uh, as quickly as we can. Um, but it has to be brought up. It has to be dealt with because there's so many reasons why people will self-sabotage if we don't at least highlight the, the, the concept of psychology and how your thoughts uh, impact your results. Then on Wednesday, we're going to go into real detail about how we create goals here at Unity Gym and then engineer a fitness strategy around those goals and burning desire. And then on uh, Thursday, on Christmas Eve, the show that we do is going to be about how we have worked to reprogram our thoughts using things like visualization, affirmations, and meditation. We're gonna share with you the simple little lifestyle hacks and tools that Rad and myself and Richard have used to have a profound impact on our life because we had to make dramatic changes. And we're gonna get really real on that show on Christmas Eve and share our past histories with addiction, with drugs, where we've come from, because it's the only way that we can really get across the line and prove to you just how powerful all of this stuff is so if you want to know exactly how messed up rad and i used to be tune in on thursday's show tune in <laughs> all right guys that's all we've got time for we have to do a live stream quickly to our um our gym group to have a discussion about the uh the the imminent uh changes to the way we function here in unity because of the um the outbreak that's happening in sydney so we will see you all again tomorrow at 8 45 a.m we're going to be talking about thoughts behaviors and results and why people need to update their operating system to achieve the goals that they want i hope you tune in for that one it's a very important discussion take care health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.